Welcome to Turn a Page, the official comic book club for Nerd Initiative. Each week, the NI Bullpen will be covering the world of comics, talking to creators, deep diving into some fantastic stories, and much more. Now let's hand it over to the team and turn a page. And what is going on, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Standard Time, and you are tuned into Nerd Initiative YouTube for a very special edition of Turn a Page, the Nerd Initiative Comic Book Club on all social media platforms. What is going on, everyone? My name is Ken M. You know me as the host of the ODPH podcast, but also Nerd Initiative's comics editor-in-chief. Tom, who is usually to my left, your right, is not here. He's out on assignment this week, but fear not, he will be back next week to give you all the pop culture connoisseur knowledge that only he can bring. But joining me, as he always does, you know him as one half of the dynamic duo giving you a beverage and some pop culture knowledge on top as well, is the only Matt Roth from Hopskeeks News. Matt, what is going on? Ow! What's up, everybody? Welcome to a really fun episode, man. This is this is me a lot of jazz. We're talking Cheersies nominees today, and uh, man, you know, fewer things make me more excited than a lot of the comic book creators that we have just on this list today. Uh, the amazing thing, like 2023, is kind of a resurgence of comic books, in my opinion, and mm -hmm. we're here to highlight that this year. This is going to be your your list of nominees, and hopefully, get you excited and uh, exercise your rights to vote. Absolutely. This whole edition is going to be the Cheersies preview edition for 2023. So if anybody is not familiar with the Cheersies, it is a fan voted comic award show that I've been fortunate enough to do with Brian Wayne from Cheers to Comics. You might know him. Um, he's doing a lot of uh, great things right now. Uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to be a part of the Cheersies this year. And when we were talking about doing the Cheersies, we, I threw the idea out to bring it over to Nerd Initiative. Obviously, with what the bullpen is doing, it felt like the most natural progression for the show, and it's grown bigger and bigger. And this year, it looks to be the biggest one to date, honoring the best of the best in comics for 2023. We're going to be having a live special award show on January 2nd, the first show of 2024 on YouTube, Kick, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If basically if it's on Nerd Initiative, it is going to be on your social media platform. And it is our way of saying thank you to all the amazing creators for what they've done throughout the you know, past 365 days and really excite fans for what's coming in 2024. And it's been, oh, yeah. you know, and like I say, and being a fan voted award show, I think that this is the, the biggest thing that really sets it apart because the nominees are all fan voted in the, and we just take the, the tally of what the fans want to see. And there's just like, honestly, it's just a celebration for the fans just with all the great books right now. And especially one thing that I think we have championed many, many times on our respective podcasts and on nerd initiative is what a time to be a comic book fan. Wouldn't you say Matt? Oh dude, absolutely. Um, you know, there was a lot of just craziness in 2023. We had writer strikes, we had director strikes, actor strikes. And I think one of the things to come out of that, of, of there's a positive, was the fact that it turned the eyes to comic books again, man. Mm -hmm. uh, San Diego Comic-Con really went back to, hey, we're talking pure comic books. We had creators from all corners of the, the market and the media. And it gave a chance for a lot of these lesser known 
to the outside world, outside the bubble, if you will, such as mm -hmm. maybe boom and image like to us, they're doing great things and they're doing massive things. But I think it really gave a chance for those outside the bubble to kind of put their eyes on what they are doing. And 2023, honestly, gave us some of the best content I think we've had in a very long time. There are so many writers out there that are just bringing heat in their stories, really fresh stories at that. And then um, artists, letters, everybody from, from every facet has really brought their A game. And then you're also seeing a lot of cool stuff like creator owned comics making mm -hmm. a big come up. And so it's just a lot of fun, man. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful time as a comic book fan right now to know that every single week you're going to have no less than five books that you're going to want to pull off that shelf. And uh, in turn, it also helps your local comic book shops and it just gives you good conversation pieces. And it's just, it's beautiful, man. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, the best thing about it is this is such a, a renaissance for comics and for, you know, if you want to go away from the typical Marvel and DC, there's so much out on the indies right now that is absolutely killing it. And you're really seeing creators showcase their amazing talents and giving us, the readers, so much value for our dollar. Every time we go to the local comic shops, every time we go on a digital platform, we're really getting value for what we are, are purchasing. And that's something that, as a fan, you have to be excited about. And I love how you brought about, especially San Diego Comic-Con this year, where this year it was such a vibe devoted strictly towards the comics. I mean, unfortunately, the strike was going on at that time, but it really put a big spotlight on the creators, on the comic news. And there was so much coming out of that this year that it carried right through to New York Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. And just the insanity that was just buzzing about books left and right like for me as a fan i was sitting there i'm like i am just counting down the days and making notes of like what's coming out in january what's coming out in april what's you know for next year because i left there going this sounds amazing and with all the projects that are coming too, 2024 is going to be a monster year for comics but 2023 has been the catalyst for it and we've seen a lot of creators and companies really getting back to the characters driving that point home first and really igniting the fans that have been looking for something to get back into comics. Like they're saying, here it is. And if you can't really get excited about it, I, you got to go check your pulse to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, you know, you bring up 2024, how you're, you're writing down books for January and then you're writing down books for like April. When was the last time that we really sat there and like, wow, I'm looking forward to, what's coming out July of the, the the next year. Like most of the time we're sitting there looking a couple months in advance, like, all right, solicits are out pretty cool. All right. But the fact that we're buzzing about comic books that aren't even Marvel in DC that are coming out in, you know, the spring and the summer and beyond from here, it just really shows you how much love is being put into the industry right now and how much care is going on. And then, like you said, it started, at like the, the seed was planted at San Diego Comic-Con. And I think it really bloomed and blew up at New York Comic-Con with the announcement of Ghost Machine and all of these other titles and things that people are doing. It, it brought about like this this air of excitement and buzz. And it just, it, it makes me excited to get to talk about this each and every week, get to see what's coming in our inboxes and just ch chatting with everybody. Cause there's something for everybody like in our nerd niche of bullpen for example to see the different things that we're all choosing to review mm -hmm. and read each week 
it's exciting because I might like superheroes, but you might be reading something completely on the opposite side of the spectrum. And then that makes me want to check that out. Yeah. And from there, like I'm finding books that I'm falling in love with, and it's just so much fun. I can gush for hours about. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's one thing, uh, one of our more recent additions to the bullpen, Dan comics concierge is coming out with that top 10 list every Monday. And that I I'll go through that list and I go like, okay, I didn't even hear about this. And now I want to go check this book out. And then it just kind of resonates with talking with everybody online and, you know, at the comic shops too, is just having that buzz when you go in there and just really feeling that passion for comics. And that's one thing that I think really ties it to the cheersies as well, because the cheersies has always started out as a fan voted award. And even, you know, from the podcast forum and just going through and, and making our picks about what really stood out to us over the years and then even going into last year's and how it just really kind of blossomed where more creators were catching wind of it. And that was the cool thing to see their reactions about getting nominated and especially about how we do it compared to a lot of other award shows, so to speak. Like I say, you know, we're not the Eisners. We're, we're never going to be. No, no, I, no. You know, obviously the Eisners are the, are the top kingpins of everything. But for fans voted, I think the Cheersies add something because – not only does it focus on you know the publishers, but it really focuses so heavily on the creative teams. And it's not just a writer and artist. It's the colorist. It's the letterers. It really is the entire total package that is honoring everything going on in comics. And it gets you know more fans excited to check stuff out because the one thing I've been hearing, especially since the nominees came out, is... I didn't even know about this book. Like, where is this? Oh my God, I see this publisher. I want to go check it out because it's, it could be a small indie or a Kickstarter book that has really taken the world by storm. So yeah. it, it, it's a real cool thing about this. And I mean, even going into the Cheersies about, like I say, it's all fan voted. And for this year's vote too, you can see there's a QR code right above me that you can go click on right now and cast your vote and the great thing about the Cheersies, too, is we always put our nominees, but we always leave a space for a write-in, too. Because as much as we know a lot about comics, in my opinion, we don't know everything. And if there's a book, there's a creator that we should be honoring, make, make sure is mentioned, we allow you, the fan, to write in your votes as well, too. And voting is now live, and it goes through December 21st. So make sure you share the ballot, make sure you cast your vote, make sure you vote often and really make your voice heard to honor these creators. Because like I say, last year was the biggest one to date of voter turnout and going into the four digit range uh, was kind of astonishing. And we're already on pace to shatter that record. And we've only released the vote. Hey, I love seeing that scan that QR code. I love seeing that because that shows the fans are getting involved. I'm seeing a lot of more creators are sharing it and just kind of really kind of give a quick deep dive into, we can recap last year's awards a little bit and kind of go through about, you know, who made the cut last year and where it's kind of led to now, because this entire episode of turn a page is going to be devoted to talking cheersies. So make sure your voice is heard in the chat. Make sure your voice is heard on the super chat. We always have to plug that. But before we get started with it, obviously, if it's a Nerd Initiative YouTube show, there is a QR code that we have to share with everybody because we are told to by our bosses. And that is to make sure that you check out Nerd Initiative merchandise because that is the staple of Nerd Initiative 
that we definitely want to make sure that that logo is seen out in public and make sure your voice is known that you are supporting the home of pop culture positivity. So that being said, Matt, do you want to take a trip down memory lane? You know, let's let's do it. Let's do it. And real quick, I want to add to your your bit about how we're not the Eisners. And yeah, we're not the Eisners. But you know what? I think this means just as much to everybody putting in work because the Eisners are voted from like up here. This is ground level. You're getting to see fans, you the readers. It's giving comic like this is getting back to publishers. This is getting back to like we've had publishers, big publishers write in stuff. So it's getting back to them. And it's giving them the chance to see what you, the reader, want more of. So if you want more of something, you want something to be created, this is a really good way to get your voice seen because there are so many eyes on this. Yes. And I'm off my soapbox. No, you're absolutely right, though. This is because it's all fan voted. So if you've ever felt like you wanted to acknowledge a creator, you want to acknowledge a book, this is the time to do it. So make your voice heard. And like I say, we get into this. And you acknowledge it like it's Roman Reigns, as our producer Rich is telling us. Acknowledge me. A- acknowledge the cheersies. So I'm going to let Rich kind of dictate where we're going with this. And chat, definitely throw your picks in. Because like for last year, we this is how it all started. Fan voted the publishers of the year last year. SourcePoint Press, Boom Studios, Marvel, Dark Horse, DC Comics, Image Comics, and Comixology Originals was in there too. Which, Matt, I know you're a big fan of, too. I mean, the work that they're putting out definitely is transcending the digital market because especially yes. the, the oh, the one thing I love about it, too, is a lot of these books are coming out in print form via Dark Horse Comics a few months later. So it's not only do you get these amazing stories digitally, you also get them in your hands at the comic shops. Like, how cool is yes. that idea? It's, it's so rad, man. Again, it's we can gush for hours. But the people came here for a reason, and they want to know what and who they're voting for. So yeah. shall we roll out the red carpet? Yeah, we can. Because obviously for this year's publisher of the year is, you know, we kind of expanded the deck a little bit. But, you know, like I say, we can get into it in just a little bit. But we, you know, like I say, we'll, we're going to start off with the best letter of the year, though. Because I feel we got to set this up much like we do with any award show. Because the best letter is obviously, you know, I would say the unsung heroes of the comics because they put in all the work that we, you know, a lot of times readers takes for granted, if you will, because we always see those big word bubbles. And that's the first thing that if you show a comic to anybody that's not a comic reader, but a pop culture reader, that's the first thing they recognize as a comic. And this year, the lineup is just absolutely stacked top to bottom. Like I say, you have And World Designs, Clayton Cowell, Travis Laham, you know, John J. Hill, Rob Lay from Geiger Ground, you know, Ground Zero, Ed Dukeshire, Wes Abbott, who won last year's Cheersy for Best Letter, Becca Carey, Tom Napolitano from Grimm, Lucas Gattoni, and then Hassan Osmin Elhuin. Uh, from Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees Two, which is an IDW publishing book that is starting to get a lot of write-ins too as well. So, I mean, of all these books, Matt, like I say, it, how, how stacked is this lineup? It's absolutely stacked, and it's full of variety. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to see, right? I mean, there's, there's names that you recognize in here. 
but also you might not know that they've worked on something like inferno girl or not even have heard of what beneath the trees where nobody sees was and go check it out and letterers really are the foundation in which a good comic book is made because without a good letterer you could just get a bunch of jumbled messy words over the artwork and it just looks a mess uh they're really one of the unsung heroes out there in the comic book process and so it's really exciting that we're highlighting and again there's there's you can write in if there's somebody that you know we missed then mm -hmm. by all means there's there's that space down there write in your favorite but it's it's stacked this is a stacked year yeah and that's one thing too like i mean everybody who's nominated like i know it sounds cliche to say they've won but i mean let's face it to get on the ballot it's all fan voted so that means everybody who came in and got nominated that's all strictly by the fans yeah. who go out to the shops and recognize that work. And it's one thing I always say with this award show too, and I, and I, I will say this until I'm blue in the face, to acknowledge the letterers, because we've had creators say, like, we're always kind of forgotten about. And to get that acknowledgement, that, I mean, that's just a big way of us saying thank you, because they do the little things that just really make your favorite panel pop in a comic. Yeah. And I love seeing that. And I love seeing all the nominations that came in. We still have write-ins that were coming in for this as well. So like I say, when you click on that QR code, you can definitely throw in your vote for that. And like I say, if we left somebody out that wasn't nominated, don't think that you can't nominate them as well. Absolutely. Next, next up, though, Best Colorist, which, I mean, this is another big part of comics. That we're simple people. Bright, flashy colors catch our attention. Guess yeah. who does that? Right here. Right here. Yeah. Like I say, when you start seeing this lineup too, it's another amazing group of talented creators that are really just making the visuals of your favorite book just literally light up on a page. And and just like I say, it's not as easy as just kind of, you know, putting a color a couple of colors on a on a page. It's very detailed work, it's very intricate, and it's something that when you are sitting there at the comic shops or you're reading this and you look at it and you go like, wow, that's part of this whole ordeal. And like I say, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. This year's nominees from Grimm, Rico Renzi, Igor Monti from Inferno Girl Red, Natalia Marquez from Rogue Sun, Matt Wilson from Click Click Boom, Walter Biamonti from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Sarah Antonelli from Arcade Kings from Skybound Entertainment, Brad Anderson from Geiger Ground Zero, Jordi Belair from Birds of Prey from DC Comics, Tamara Bonvillain from Batman Superman World's Finest, and Lee Lowridge from Gone from Distillery. And I love how the nominees, not all Marvel, not all DC, a lot of indies are represented here. And it's just amazing to see, like I say, all these talented creators getting that recognition. I mean, Matt, how are you feeling about this? You know, again, heavy hitters. And I, there's one that's standing out to me on this because the name is popping up repetitively. And it's, it's one that maybe you guys out there haven't noticed. It's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, who, again, has had this like late resurgence from a lot of, uh, you know, the millennials, if you will, kind of bringing it back that love. But Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is one of the best runs out there right now the things that they're doing and there's a reason why you're going to keep seeing that book in particular continuously pop up but not for nothing i mean it's you're, you're getting geiger you're getting these these titles that people might not have heard of and it's exciting 
it's exciting because there's a lot of beautiful artwork and a lot of the comic books that we've read and i've not even read all of them myself and so for me personally this is seeing all these ballots i'm going to go and make sure i now am starting to read these books to kind of familiarize myself yeah no like i say a lot of these works and especially with the writings too like i'm going through and i'm checking those out too as well and i'm just absolutely blown away like i say the talent that is involved in this is truly amazing and like i say trying to narrow it down to you know a, a few nominees it, it's tough and that's why we kind of expanded the field this year where we've in the past we've only had about five nominees for each category this year we expanded it out to 10 even 15 in certain cases just because the demand was that high and obviously with the quality of work that's out in, in shops right now you absolutely have to acknowledge everybody for this and rightfully so yeah but next and next up though one of the most highly contested categories of all the cheersies and like i say remember click on that qr code folks best illustrator slash artist and this is one that honestly i think as of we're recording right now has the most write-ins of all the cheersies and yeah. i mean just, but i mean look at that think, <laughs> yeah like i say and this, and this is just the field that was decided between the Nerd Initiative bullpen and, and myself and just hammering out, like, who is the names that were standing out, who did the best work, and taking those fan reactions, too, from every review that we do on every Wednesday for Nerd Initiative on uh, New Comic Book Day. When those write-ins come in, like, we take tallies, and we, you know, obviously keep track. I mean, starting right off the list from Batman Superman, Dan Mora, Christian Ward from Batman City of Madness, Tyrell Cannon from The Schlub from Image Comics, Geraldo Borges from No One, uh, Black Market Narrative, Chris Samney from Firepower, Daniel Warren Johnson from Transformers, Lorenzo DeFelici from Void Rivals, Flaviano from Grimm, Jamal Campbell from Superman, Marco Renna from Rogue Sun, French Carlo Manuel from the Dead Lucky, Erica Durso from Inferno Go Red, Jock from Gone, and Gary Frank from Geiger Ground Zero. Man. That is a lineup right there. Yeah. I mean, you're, you've got Daniel Warren Johnson, who's one of the best creators out there right now, and then Christian Ward and the things that they're doing. But then you've got people like Tyrell Cannon, which if you guys aren't reading The Schlub, I can tell you right now, it is one of the freshest ideas we've had a chance to read all year. It's extremely good. And again the illustrator the artist they're the ones that are putting in a lot of the work to make these comic books come to life mm -hmm. and so just look at this list of nominees and again you can write in we've had a lot of write-ins already this is it's exciting and they're from all sorts of different publishers too like if you guys have noticed there isn't just marvel dc it's no there's a lot of love going to skybound to image to boom like all of that stuff and it's it's something that i i don't think a lot of other of these award shows really highlight enough either no i agree with you too and just for even for clarification too with each of the letterers they do multiple books so that's why i wasn't reading off exactly which ones they got nominated for because like i say they there's yeah. a lot of them they're just covering so many that it when they were nominated, it was for various books, but I definitely want to make sure we give their recognition as well. Another highly contested uh, lineup this year, and honestly, the write-ins for this have been very big too. Man, best, look at that list. Best writer of the year. And this is a stacked competition right here. Starting off, Scott Snyder, Book of Evil by a Thread, Stephanie Phillips for Grimm, David Pepos, friend of the show, 
for The Devil That Wears My Face and The Punisher. James Tynan IV for Something Is Killing the Children. Tom Taylor for Nightwing. Kelly Thompson for Black Cloak and Birds of Prey. Melissa Flores for The Dead Lucky and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Joshua Williamson for Superman. Kyle Higgins for Radiant Black. Ryan Parrott for Rogue Son. Brian Busolato for Midlife. Matt Groom for Inferno Girl Red. Alan Dunford and Will Radford for Grandma Chainsaw. The indie darlings got on the ballot. I I love seeing that when they came up on the the nomination list. Like I say, they really snuck in there because they're all on Kickstarter pretty much. And like I say, they really had a big year this year. Uh, Jeff Johns, Geiger Ground Zero, Ghost Machine. Daniel Warren Johnson, you'll hear that name a lot, Transformers. And Robert Kirkman for Void Rivals. Skybound Entertainment had a lot of nominations this year. Absolutely insane. This list is insane. How do you choose? Like it's, it's, it's hard to choose. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know because I love just about every single book on here. Like something is killing the children's going against Geiger, but then not for nothing, but friend of the show, Alan Dunford and crew with grandma chainsaw, which was like my favorite horror of the entire year to be mentioned. Like this is a chance for somebody who launched a Kickstarter. This is a Kickstarter book to be named in the same breath as something is killing the children as Stephanie Phillips as like Jeff Johns. Like that's what makes this award show so special because we get a chance to see that happen. And I, I love it, man. It's, it's like when that, that underdog, that six seed sneaks into the playoffs and they yeah. go on a Cinderella run. And I love a good Cinderella story. Yeah, no, same here. Like I say, I love the fact they made the cut because that was one that, I mean, obviously we try keeping this as fair as possible but it was just fully nominated and they were, and they've had such a great year too. like seeing what they've done with horse and hell and, and grandma chainsaw and pocus. Like I say, the, you know, their entire team really had a great year, but to see those guys make the ballot, that was awesome. And the one great thing too, is the cheersies, we allow you to do multiple votes. So if you want to fill out multiple ballots and, and come in, cause like, let's say you're really stuck between two great creators you can fill out one for one and then come back for the other. Like I say, we give that it. option right now. <laughs> yeah. Until unless it gets like super out of control and we see the bots take over. Once yeah, of happens, course. <laughs> then we got to, then we have to regulate it. And then I mean, right now we're getting into the heart of the order. So definitely chat, make your voices heard. Make sure you're casting that vote. You see that QR code. Do it. Vote now and vote often and really make your voice heard because now we're getting into the real tough challenge and one of the most highly contested ballot of the year best indie series so this is anything not marvel not dc and man what a lineup something is killing the children from boom studios local man by image comics i love the fact this made the ballot grandma chainsaw from rabbit and a hat studios that's alan and will's team grim from boom studios black cloak from image comics the alternates from dark horse comics Midlife from Image Comics, No One from Image Comics, Black Market Narrative, Radiant Black, Image Comics, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Boom Studios, Void Rivals, Image Comics, The Hunger and the Dusk, IDW Publishing, great series there, Damn Them All, Boom Studios, and Rogue Sun, Image Comics. Matt, how are you feeling about this? Look, it's beautiful, man. It is. It's beautiful. Look at this blend. Dark Horse, which shout out to Dark Horse. They are loving 
all of the coverage we've been giving and it's like so cool to see like they are so stoked about this mm. uh but i mean idw image guys if if you haven't been paying attention every single publisher on this list has been having an absolute year and there's a reason why they're right here right now and then again man shout out to grandma chainsaw another that's that's two for a kickstarter backed yeah. comic which is you know a fan backed the fans because we give it back to you the people and uh to, to see them again there's two ballots in a row that they're on here that's what it's it's so much fun man it's this is fun i'm loving what we're doing yeah i i'm right here with you i love the fact the alternates made the cut i love the hunger and the dusk made it because that is an amazing series from idw that more people need to be talking about yes and i i'm i am absolutely in love with the fact that damn them all made the list too that is a wild series by boom i i thoroughly enjoy that series as well so many good series out on the indies right now. Like I say, for anybody that's looking for something different than Marvel and DC, there is a plethora, if I may use that word, plethora of amazing content that you can do. So make sure you're clicking on that QR code right there. And then speaking of publishers, I mean, let's get into it. This is a very, very tough class right here for best publisher of the year. Starting off Marvel Entertainment, DC Comics, Boom Studios, Image Comics, IDW Publishing, Dark Horse Comics, Mad Cave Studios, Dynamite Entertainment, AWA Studios, Scout Comics, Distillery, and Comicsology Originals. Wow. Talk about all the amazing publishers this year and just the years they're having here, Matt. Yeah, and... This yeah, the, the the year like distillery is one that kind of came out of nowhere for me this year. I'm I'm high on them and high on what they're doing over there. And there's even studios that we haven't mentioned that uh, I just thought of that I'm gonna have to write in. Like Vault Comics has been doing something really well. Yeah. That's a testament to this isn't like the nineties where there's just two publishers out there running the show. It's right. look at all of these putting in incredible work with incredible talent and you know just you might have somebody who's working on marvel but you might probably already you, you're probably going to see him in mad cave too and you're probably going to see them definitely on comiXology scott snyder and yeah so it's it's a testament to where we are right now in the comic book realm that we are just absolutely blessed with like 10 different publishers right here on this list yeah, and to think about like for last year, like how the field has expanded. I mean, there's just that much quality work out right now. Not to say last year wasn't, but like right now, like in this time frame, is just so many publishers are coming out with so much amazing work that you have to give the acknowledgement. The fans are definitely doing it. Like I say, when we post these reviews out on Nerd Initiative, when we're talking, you know, on our other shows that we do on this network. This is the feedback we're getting, and this is what is warranting these nominations. So, like I say, this is all fan done and fan voted. So if you want, you got to make your voice heard folks. I'm going to sound like a broken record saying it. I don't care because you definitely want to make sure you're clicking on those QR codes. You're casting your bows. You're sharing them with your friends. You want to make sure that your voice is heard. So when we give out those awards on January 2nd, you know, we, we give proper recognition to the, yeah. what you, the people want. And that is your voice being heard and honoring these fantastic creators. Next up though, we are going to the land of the House of Ideas and Marvel. And this, talk about a stacked lineup of books here. Darth Vader, Black, White, and Red, Carnage, Captain Marvel, Daredevil, 
Ghost Rider, X-Force, Wolverine, Invincible Iron Man, Uncanny Avengers, and Fantastic Four. This is a tough field right here. Yeah, this is this is insane. Stacked. And I got, I love seeing love for, for Darth Vader up there because me personally, one of my favorite series that I've been reading for a long while, it's been ongoing for a while, is the Darth Vader series. We've been getting a lot of in-depth look as to who Vader was and who mm-hmm. he is and how he still is Anakin Skywalker. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So it's really cool that... It also what this does is remind people that Marvel is more than superheroes. Yes. Uh, because they do have Star Wars, man. Star Wars is there and there's a lot of other good stories that Marvel's doing. So if there's one that you think of that we don't have on here, hit that other right there. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like you think about other books they're doing like Predator versus Wolverine. Oh yeah. You know, like I say they they have such a wide variety too. And this is one thing that we did change up from last year's awards because last year there was a strictly Star Wars book. And oh, then nice. this year, this year, like we just put everything together because the one thing that uh, going through the process for this year's awards is we used to do one just for limited series and then one for regular series for Marvel, but it's like, no, it's all the same publisher. It's all the same creative, you know, concepts. Let's just put them all together and make it one. Because honestly, when you think about it, if it's a great story, you really don't think of it's just a regular series or a limited series. You just think of the story. So that's yeah. kind of where we, where we went with that for, for Marvel. And we did that for DC this year, which DC, and especially in the dawn of DC era, wow. Like, this has to be one of the toughest fields going right now. And like I say, it starts right off with Blue Beetle, which is very underrated in my book. I was about to say, like, for folks who aren't familiar, friend of the show, Josh Trujillo, uh, doing blue beetle like that's a run that is slept on i think and that's an underdog in this and it i i really hope people are are getting eyes on blue beetle because it's been doing but between scarab war and graduation day give blue beetle a look just trust me give it a chance you're gonna enjoy it yeah josh and the team over there is doing some of the best work in comics and i don't think they're getting enough recognition for it and this is a perfect way if you vote them in to give them that recognition because like i say we we are contacting each of the winners to let them know that they won just to say the fans that want to say thank you. So this is like another piece of the award show, a little peek behind the curtain, if you will, that we definitely want to make sure everybody knows, you know, the amazing work they do next up though, Batman, Superman, world's finest, Mark Wade, Dan Mora. Oh my God. Always killing it on there. Always killing it on there. You know, like I say, you, you take a look at, you know, the other lineup that's up there too. Like Batman, Superman, taking those classic characters and bringing them, you know, into the modern era and really just putting out some of the best superhero books, stories out there uh, going right now is just absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. And then you take a look at The Flash, Birds of Prey, which just came back, Kelly Thompson. Yes, that. And, she's and, been doing a great job with that. Oh, my God, yeah, it's so good. Joshua Williamson and Jamal Campbell on Superman, Nightwing, Tom Taylor. Uh, you know, like I say, you, you always hear the praise for it. Uh, that was the one that won DC's best book last year. Wonder Woman, Tom King, writing. Titans, Gotham Year One, and Batman, Jorge Jimenez, and Chip Zdarsky on that. I mean, let's just take take a quick second to acknowledge about the dawn of DC for a bit and just how, you know, what is your take on just how refreshing that is for the superhero books? Oh, man. I personally, for me, 
I've always been more of a DC leaning guy as far as comic books go anyways. And there's, there's always a lot of hate around DC, man. I get it. Cause a lot of people are just kind of like, think about the movies, but DC comics is low key, absolutely crushing it. As far as refreshing stories go like, yes. Okay. We got another Batman story, but if you actually pick up like that Batman story and read what's inside of it, man, like for instance, uh, City of Madness going on right now, which is one of the other nominees. Like that's a really refreshing take. And then just all the various different things between Wonder Woman and Nightwing, and again Blue Beetle, and bringing these characters that we all know and love, and finding a way after fifty or sixty years to make them still refreshing to the reader. Mm-hmm. They've been doing a really good job, and uh, I've I've been enjoying DC's always on a pull list for me. Not just because I love I always lean that way, but because like they're actually legitimately good stories, and I I want people to be able to dive in more into that, take a chance, and. Yeah, there, there's the, all the indies are doing great, but also the top two are also doing a really good job, particularly DC. Oh, yeah, I have to fully agree. I think the Dawn of DC movement has been such a refreshing take for me as a longtime comic reader, especially, you know, you think about these heroes and some of them have been around for 80 plus years. And to really get back to basics really reminds you about why you care about these characters. I mean, this is why you see a lot of fans are really buzzing about this. And honestly, this whole category is just has so many amazing creators. And you think about who won last year with Tom Taylor, Dan Mora, Adriana Lucas, Wes Abbott. I mean, the whole Nightwing team pretty much, uh, and, uh, well, Dan wasn't on Nightwing, but still, DC had so many amazing creators there, especially with Nightwing, too, like leading the pack last year. Hey, Alan, speaking, Alan, we were singing your praises just two minutes ago, man. Trust me. Yeah, so I was going to say, he must have heard his ears ringing here. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, like I say, it's it's something when you get these nominations to come in, and really just have that, you know, thank you from the fans. And especially like you see with the dawn of DC right now, just really, you know, exemplifying about why we care about these characters and just see how the fans react. Like I say, last year was a pretty much a very heavy DC year as far as the cheersies went. Um, obviously, you know, like I say, now you got nominee Alan Dunford in the chat too. Like I say, just Two-time showing out nominee the against some of these, yeah. these heavy hitters, man. Check out Grandma Chainsaw Trust. Yes, absolutely. You should, you should be tracking down everything Rabbit and Hat Studios is doing. And especially, like I say, to see where the cheersies go, because a lot of times you'll hear about these books through these awards, and then you go follow these creators. You go follow these books, and that's where it kind of leads to. Because you think about it for a second with the Marvel winner last year was Savage Avengers, written by David Pepos. Ooh, and now that? look at where David – yeah. And now look at where he's he's, he's doing here, now too. He's doing Moon Knight. He's doing Punisher. He's yeah. doing, you know, obviously Devil Wears My Face. It he's crushing it, man. Like it's it's always fun, and I can't wait to see where we are next year to kind of look back at the winners and nominees, and then just see how their career has progressed and the things that they're working on. It's exciting. Yeah, you know, it all starts with a debut issue too, which, like I say, another huge, huge, huge lineup of books here too. And like I say, I know uh, Alan is in the chat too. Horace and hell has received a few write-ins for this one as well, but we got to kick off with the ones that made the cut officially. And that is Batman city of madness by DC comics by a thread comicsology originals, Jack and Scott, uh, yeah, Jack and Scott Snyder, uh, like Valerie Focaccia, like honest to God, I, I could sing the praises about this book. It's just, Valerie Vakofia. I'm sorry. Like I'm that excited to talk about this book. I apologize for messing the name up. The Devil's Cut 
by Distillery, Void Rivals, Image Comics, number one. Nice Jewish Boys from Comixology Originals. was really happy to see that. That's a great series out by Comixology. And like I say, a heck of a debut issue. The Schlub, number one, by Image Comics. The Punisher, number one, speaking of David Pepos, Marvel Comics. Transformers, number one, Image Comics, Skybound Entertainment. No one, Black Market Narrative, Image Comics. Gone, number one, Distillery. Black Sight, number one, Comixology Originals. Cap Wolf and the Howlin' Commandos. Oh, yeah. By Marvel. Superman, number one. And Geiger, Ground Zero, Image Comics, Ghost Machine. Matt, how you feeling about this field? God, I don't know how you choose. <laughs> this is one of those, like, I would be voting multiple times because I've absolutely loved every book that's on this list. Uh, there's not a single one on here that I haven't loved. And, you know, Batman City of Madness, I was singing its praises. Christian Ward absolutely flamed that issue. I can't wait to pick up issue two. But then, man, The Punisher, The Schlub came out of nowhere for me. Transformers, like Geiger Ground Zero, which is Ghost Machine, which hasn't even officially like really launched a whole line yet. We just have Geiger Ground Zero to see them already here. And then Stephanie Phillips and the thing that she's doing with Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos. Yeah, it's what an it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like I say, you take a look. You take a look at what she's done there. Uh, especially to, like I say, with Black Sight 2 making their, I mean, multiple nominee for Stephanie Phillips, rightfully so. And to see Comixology Originals make the, the run there too, like that's something that I was very, very happy to see with, like I say, when you see By a Thread 2 especially, like I absolutely love that series. And that's why I say Valerie Favacchia and you see Jack and Scott Snyder obviously just absolutely killing that book. And just to see the the work that's getting done with that line, like I love seeing the fans are acknowledging it and really making it happen. And like I say, it's just something that for me as a fan, I am just like super excited to see just how many great new series came out this year that we all have a chance to go, you know, check out the comic shops. Like I say, I love seeing this all play out. And this oh, is yeah. one going to be a very, very tough one to do because like I say, we had the write-ins too. Horace and Hell has definitely gained a lot of traction there as well. So like I say... It could go so many different ways to go. And like I say, I apologize for messing up names. I get super excited to talk about by a thread. I'm awful at names if you've ever listened yeah. to my show. So it's very hard. Like that's always a big disclaimer is like, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you know, but like I say, I was just so excited with the lineup you see here too. And like I say, it, it's, this is the cheers. It's like you say, you get the, the, the fan response always out of me with this. Like you're never going to get the prim proper. Oh, at the, you know, at the basis, like guys, this isn't like a job we don't get paid to talk about it. Like we're not shilling out to the man, right? This is us talking as pure fans right now. Like we are fans of what is happening in the comic book industry. We are fans of this. And if that's not coming through in in this episode, then I I don't know what to tell you because I'm just gushing over here. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So we only got two more categories left. One, uh, which uh, this one I got to kind of explain a little bit for, and this is event of the year. And the one thing that when I talk to multiple readers about, I talk to you know fans about publishers, everybody has a different take on what an event is. Is it a story? Is it an actual, you know, time and place? You know, what is it defined as? So this is where everything you just kind of got grouped together because it, when bringing up, like I said, to multiple fans and, and, and people, 
everybody had a different take. So this is where we kind of put everything together and said, what is your event of the year? And obviously a lot of amazing stuff happening here. Distillery debuting at San Diego Comic-Con, making a big splash. Ghost Machine debuting at New York Comic-Con, which like if you haven't checked out all the coverage for them, that's genuine emotion. That's characters first, really just pouring out of each creator. Yeah. And just what an amazing, you know, first impression to do there. Dawn of DC kicking off a new era uh, for DC Comics. The Energon Universe, G.I. Joe and Transformers debuting at Skybound and subtly like in the pages of Void Rivals. And that got everybody talking at the comic shops. Supermassive 2023, the big crossover event, bringing in the Dead Lucky, Rogue Sun, Inferno Go Red, Radiant Black, and just really kicking off a new phase for black market narrative. In my opinion, comics most exciting universe. Night Terrors, one of your favorite stories? Man, I love that that whole run. It was like a creepy, really just weird rendition that gave me some of my favorite heroes. Uh, like one minute we're getting the Flash, then we got Zatanna, and then you know we have some of the Doom Patrol. It really blended a lot of different corners of the DC universe into this short story, basically about you know every everybody's kind of in this dream world now and there's this darkness shrouding over dc and uh so this was a this was a fun event you know everybody kind of got three issues and then it culminated in one big issue and it went over the the course of the summer so check that one out because i a very very good run to match you know what dc's kicking off over there yeah dc i mean this event really had a lot of eyes on it really made some impacts i mean it, the the ramifications trickled down into the batman catwoman war and yes. and and right now DC's getting ready to gear up for its next big event in the pages of Titans Beast World. So, like I say, DC put on a big event this year. Marvel, though, not to be outdone. One of the biggest announcements to San Diego Comic Con: Greg Capullo coming back to Marvel. Yes. And I mean, have you seen the artwork uh, for the covers he's done? Oh my God, amazing stuff! Amazing. Death and the death and rebirth of Miss Marvel. Uh, probably one of the most polarizing uh, events of the year, so so to speak, from the fans. But definitely, it was an event. It got people and, talking. Yeah, definitely had people talking. <laughs> and and then the Catalyst War and kicking off in Radiant Black. You know, yet again another creative uh, idea from Kyle Higgins and the team over there. Really taking a chance with a, a concept of what they're doing with the title character. I mean, just, but then again, it's, it, it's black market narrative. And if you're not following everything they're doing, oh my God, absolutely just fantastic work top to bottom. I mean, yeah. Matt, I mean, how you describe this? I mean, event of the year, is, is there anything that you stood out that you're like, man, that, you know, you forgot this, like this is the event or I mean, is, or how would you describe the, the nominees the here? I mean, guys, there were so many good comic book events, a lot to be excited. Uh, I mean, another big event was Amon Vellani, even being named yeah. as somebody that's going to be writing and has been writing an ongoing series for Miss Marvel. And just to go from something like, you know, Ghost Machine to the, the Supermassive to Night Terrors to just Greg Capullo coming back. And there's a lot of people like switching it up. There's a big shuffle happening in comic books. It's how do you choose one i don't know <laughs> go vote multiple times because you're allowed to this is your chance to do that and i know for me personally like i i'm gonna 
I, I I've done this already. I've had to mul multiple vote because it's like, I don't know how to choose just one. And that's where you guys come in because you can help somebody who's like me who can't choose just one and make your voices heard. Absolutely. Like that's, that's the beauty of the jerseys is you can multiple vote because there's, it's tough to choose one. Like I say, there's a couple that I sat there. I'm like, I got like three or four. Like, I, I don't know how to do it. You can go vote and do as many times as you need to. And like I say, there's a lot of people doing that or, you know, or we just have a very high turnout. Like I say, I don't want to say numbers on air, but already like we're on pace to shatter the voting record. That's exciting. And, That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just coming on three days. Like it's, it's crazy how they do this. So that's what I say. You see that QR code, you see the QR code, make sure you scan it. But last, but certainly not least the biggest award of the year, comic of the year. So this is one that carries a tremendous amount of weight to it. In my opinion, because if you want to talk about a year to remember 2023 has been, and just the lineup of books here, let alone what has been written in, I mean, is just truly something. But let's talk about the nominees that made the cut. First and foremost, The Devil's Cut Distillery. What a way to make a first impression. Yes. The short stories, the creators, just really pushing the envelope of just creativity and imagination. And now seeing what it's now kicking off with, with Gone and Somna. Like I say, they have just got so much coming on with this. But this book really, for me, reading it, it reminded me of like old school Vertigo from DC Comics, but modern. It had different feels to it. Like it was just an experience. It was not just a normal book. Yeah. There's... And then next. Oh, go. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say like it's it was crazy. It was it was a ride. That's for sure. Yeah. Because obviously when you're coming out with a first company too and especially with distillery with all the amazing founder creators they have on their roster the expectations are high and it's like if it doesn't hit for whatever reason you know you always kind of sit there and go why but obviously with like this group that they have assembled for this book there was no way it was going to miss but just reading each story and just going like oh wait it's over wait i want to go back i want to go i want to go yeah. check it out like that was my reaction I'm like wait wait no no we have to go back we have to go back and now to see that some of these stories are now coming out in regular series or you know, limited series, like it's exciting. Like seeing, you know, coming out of the pages of the distilleries, stowaway is gone and what Jock is doing there. Like, it's just amazing stuff. And then next up predator versus Wolverine number two by Marvel. I mean, I know you're a big fan of this. I mean, how would you describe this one? I am when they first announced it, I was like, man, come on. Wolverine's going to just run through the predator, but they surprised me because They've done a really good job of taking past Wolverine and his entire history and not even just having him, but like characters like Sabretooth are in it and blending it in with the lore of the Predator and really building up this this epic matchup between the two. And what they've done with that line so far has really shocked me. It's it's bloody. It's gruesome. It really, really hits every page is just like a heavyweight battle. It's like white watching, you know, Tyson Fury in, in the boxing ring. And uh, I, I have really enjoyed this one. It's two of my favorite properties uh, going toe to toe. And it's something I didn't know I needed until they announced it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I say, when you hear these pairings together, it's like sometimes there's a little trepidation of how it's going to be. But I mean, this has been absolutely killing it. No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> Uh, next up, Supermassive 2023. This has been, like I say, the crossover event of the Massiverse. Hit its mark. 
I mean, right from the opening pages where, it, you know, Rogue Son was defeated outright at the beginning by Inferno Go Red. It's kind of the running joke. If Tom was here, he would definitely be hamming this up. Uh, we, we have a nice inside joke with the, the fine folks over there at Black Market Narrative about this. Uh, but right from the opening pages, like it really set a high tempo and really set an amazing story going on with it. And just really kicked off the next phase of just what Black Market Narrative has done. And you take a look at each of the books they've done. No One, which is an experience itself with its companion podcast of storytelling. You see what they've done with the Catalyst War and how they split off Radiant Black into two stories, which is like unheard of what they're doing there. Rogue Son and the Dead Lucky came back strong. Inferno Girl Red, first successful volume out on Kickstarter. Now volume two is greenlit. And they'll be coming next year as well. Like I say, the team over there is doing just such an amazing work. But to see them all come together, and especially with that big surprise ending they did, you know, absolutely, truly amazing storytelling there. Yeah, it's not easy to do, and they're pulling it off. Yeah. Next up, the X-Men Hellfire Gala 2023. This one, whew, a lot of things happened. A lot. And this is now setting up the stage for the end of the Krakoan era at Marvel and just the insanity that was going on with this book. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where you begin, but I knew I was, I read this and I was like, my jaw was like on the floor. Like, I'm like, what the hell is happening? It was here? something. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just wild. And to think about like how the X-Men love it or hate it. Like I, I'm a big fan of the Krakoan era just because it's different. Yeah, I like I like that uncertainty. Like you know, especially like we talk, we've said this multiple times. We have you know characters that are eighty plus years old, and I mean the X Men are not that old, but still, to do something different, to take it outside the box and really run with it, is truly something to see. Now, granted, some some hit, some didn't, but overall, like I I really enjoyed it. And now to see it coming to the end, I'm really excited to see how that final series is going to be and where that leaves. The Children of the Atom after this is going to be anybody's guess. Yeah. And then next up, Swan Song. Now, this is a series, you know, like I say, uh, Dan from Comics Concierge has been screaming about. He's he's yelling at us. Like, everybody needs to be talking about the series. It's a fantastic read. So, and definitely, it wasn't surprised when it made the cut because we had a lot of members just, you know, like I said, Nerd Initiative Bullpen and even comic readers on Wednesdays just, like, messaging. Like, you know, you guys really got to talk about this issue specifically so we definitely will be talking about that. I know that there is a review coming for issue number five this week on nerdinitiative.com on Wednesday. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Nightwing 105.2. I mean, what can you say about Nightwing? Like, I almost feel like it, it, it's a staple for a comic of the year just because of the work that the Tom Taylor and the team is doing over there at DC. And no surprise, this one made the cut. Everything that has been coming out in the world of Dick Grayson has been just screaming awards left and right, rightfully so. And I mean, what can you, what else can you really say about that one, Matt? Yeah, it's kind of nice seeing you know somebody who's always lived in Batman's shadow getting their own glory in a way. You know, with Nightwing and the things that they're doing over there, it's it's a lot of fun and it's something that makes me happy because again, he Nightwing's always kind of a, he's not forgotten. But he's mm -hmm. also not anybody's number one choice. Yeah. And so, like, to see the year that that book and that run, and particularly this issue, kind of had, it's really refreshing. Again, and it's just a testament to the things that DC kind of took chances on this year and shows that it paid off. Mm -hmm. No, I, I fully agree with you, too. 
like I say, I, 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 it, like I say, it almost kind of seems like, you know, the normal, like, you know, water is wet, sky is blue, Nightwing is nominated for comic of the year. Like, it's yes, just, <laughs> that's how it goes. But, you know, like I say, it's very tough competition, especially following right behind it. Radiant Black 24. This one, you know, if you're not into the massive verse, like, this is a fantastic issue. If you are a massive verse reader, this one absolutely blew your mind because of the concept involved with it and just the emotional pull between Nathan and Marshall and what it transpired to, especially with they did a vote of who would be Radiant Black after this issue. Mm. And to do that in this day and age of comics, like I say, it's something that the team at Black Market Narrative does better than anybody, in my opinion. Like, they really find ways to get creative about pushing the create, you know, the creator envelope and seeing, like, okay, we haven't done this before. Let's try this. And, you know, yeah. when, you do, when you do a vote like this, you know, a lot of times comic fans will be like, oh, well, they're just going to retcon in three issues, whatever. No, like, this is, like, permanent stuff right now. So... Uh, but this one just definitely hit all the emotional buttons right there. Absolutely. Next up, Superman, The Last Days of Lex Luthor, number one. So this is a series written by Mark Wade, art by Brian Hitch, who you know from Red Coat coming out from Ghost Machine. And this is a very, very cool story involving the, the dynamic between Superman and Lex Luthor. So if you haven't checked this out, I highly recommend you go to the comic shops and go pick this one up. It is definitely one you don't want to miss. Next up. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. No, I was just saying, I actually haven't read this one yet. So I'm going to, it's, it's going on my list. That's for sure. Yeah. No, this, I read this issue and I was like, oh my God, like this, the concept is wild. The, but like I say, it's Mark Wade writing. Oh yeah. Brian Hitch artwork. I mean, like I say, you can't beat it. You just absolutely amazing stuff. Next up, though, is one I know you're a big fan of. I'm a big fan of. And when we talk about, like, award shows, Something is Killing the Children needs to be on the list. And obviously, issue 34, which was a late entry, but the emotional roller coaster that readers have gone along with Erica Slaughter as she's now getting ready to face Cutter. I mean, how huge was this issue? It was the perfect like setup. It's like in volleyball when you go to set up and for the spike. That's exactly it was just beautiful. This entire run, it's one of like, wow, okay, so there's monsters or killing children or something. But then you really start to read it and it gets it's deep. You know, mm-hmm. it's it gets really emotional at times. And especially this issue kind of kind of digs a little deeper into characters. It's a little bit more character driven in this particular issue. And so it's it's a surprising, but it's man, it's it's so good. It, don't let the name because I know sometimes the name can deter people. Don't let that deter you because this is yeah. definitely a must pull. It's deep, it's emotional, and it's action packed. Make sure you're you're catching up on this. It's it's easy to catch up. There's a, all the trades are out, not all of them, but like the first five or six are out right now. So there's plenty of time to catch up. Mm. And it's absolutely worth picking up. Like I said, go do the deep dive for it. Obviously, with the strike over, I know we're still waiting to hear more announcements about the show coming to Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Everybody forgets about it, but no, it's it's still as far as I know, it's still slated for Netflix. So yeah, I you know definitely keep your eye out for it and jump on that. And I will also personally recommend House of Slaughter, the spinoff series anthology. It is always always a must read too. Like I say, they do short stories on certain characters in the slaughter verse and it's always hits its mark too. Yes. Uh, 
last but not least for nominees, and I, I know our producer Rich is putting it right there in the chat. They unalived Bumblebee in Transformers number one. And if you read this issue, Daniel Warren Johnson ushers in the Energon universe in a very dynamic way. And the sales records this book has been doing, uh, it justifies it being, like I say, there's so many wins involved in this book. But, I mean, Matt, what's your take about the Transformers now back and in, in, in just in such a way with Skybound and Image? Dude, it takes you, I was never alive in the 80s, but if I was, this takes you right back to that really old school 80s vibe like it reminds me of the cartoon and just also yeah first of all man rich i can't believe they did that i, I for some reason there's like a vendetta out against bumblebee in the recent releases of the movies and stuff too where they kill him and it's just like man like why are you gonna do that to my boy like that but in, in a way like uh daniel warren johnson also kind of like knew it was gonna be kind of a big deal and made jokes about it it's fun to see him kind of lean into that heel aspect of things and this is a comic book run that's it's beautiful it's beautifully drawn beautifully written and it, it again it just makes you feel like you're reading a saturday morning cartoon which is something i'm always going to hold on to that little bit of childhood left in me yeah no i agree uh, tom is jumping in the chat right now so he's definitely throwing in his, his voice there uh th you know the whole thing with this energon universe too and this is one thing that really stood out to me is you have these properties of G.I. Joe and Transformers, and anytime that you take something that is outside the comic world and it's pop culture and you bring it into the comic world, the expectations can be astronomical at times. And to see what they've done with Void Rivals and how they subtly introduced the Transformers in there, and then now seeing Daniel Warren Johnson just really, you know, kick in the door and be like, you know, here is the world of Transformers get ready and making such a loud statement with Bumblebee, even though like, I loved his answer at New York comic con. He's like, I just don't like drawing them. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I, I love the wrestling heel aspect of this and, and it works though. It, it works perfectly. And just what he's done there. And then issue number two, which I mean is now going to lead into, you know, one of my more anticipated series coming out at the end of the year here. And that's Duke. And he said, off. you want GI Joe? Well, here's Duke parachuting down brother. Yeah, like it's just Transformers number two is just absolutely killing it too. Like I say, everything that they're doing here with the Energon universe, I mean, that's that's why you see a lot of these multiple nominees on here. It's just the fans have answered and the fans have been screaming about it. And just like they say, yeah. the, the book is a sellout everywhere. So just, I mean, such a stacked lineup top to bottom. I mean, is there anything that we've, we left off the list this year, do you think? No, in general, like categories, anything like I think, Man, I think that, nothing that I can it. really think of. I think we've pretty much covered our bases. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be something I'm going to be, you know, it's one of those you're laying in bed at nights, 3 a.m. And you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that in the fifth grade kind of moments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if if we have, then, guys, again, there's at the end of every single section is that other. This is a chance for you to write in mm -hmm. uh, where we we can only do what you power us to do, and that's if make your voices heard. Go ahead and let us know what we've missed because, again, w there's things that we're going to miss. It's just there's so many good comic books out right now. It's just bound to happen, and that's a really yeah. good problem to have, in my opinion. Like The more, the better for me, man. Give it, give me all. I just want it all. Absolutely. No, I mean, that's the beauty of the cheersies, and that's something that's been a staple since Brian and I have done this 
that, you know, we as comic readers and as fans, like, you know, we always just pride ourselves on like, this is strictly for the fans. And this is something that like, even if you're in the industry, you're a fan. And this is something we want to make sure everybody has their fair chance to be heard, make their voice known. I mean, the write-ins have come into, like I say, I know the team, Alan Dunford and his team. Yeah. Have got so Marvel many wrote in one. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, there's a like, bu- bunch of Marvel. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of Marvel books that have been coming in. DC books have been coming in. Uh, image books. Like I say, there's a plethora of stuff coming in. And I love seeing that because now the ballot is kind of just traveling everywhere with creators sharing it. And it's just so, you know, humbling to see that they're caring about this as much. And now you're seeing that vote come in and you're seeing a lot more creators writing themselves and write, you know, like I were, you're assuming writing themselves, but people are writing in for them, you know, just making their voice heard and obviously getting more eyes on their and their work. And like I say, there's so many astonishing creators there too. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal to see. Yeah. Alan Dunford saying pink bunnies for the win. Yes. I mean, like I say, Horace is making some rounds too. The, you know, the Pocus army is coming Alan out. Alan and his team are so much fun to read and just get, get your hands on. Seriously, guys, it's don't let that be like all these big names overshadow, like what Alan and crew over there are doing it. I, I, I haven't had that much fun in a comic book in a while until I read things like grandma chainsaw and horrors and things. And I, I'm pumped. Yeah, no, I mean, you gotta be, you absolutely have to be because like I say, this is a Kickstarter book that's that broken through and you, and you see the lineup too. And you're like, wait, I have never heard of this book. That's why you need to go to the comic shops. Go check it. You need to go sign up on Kickstarter. Go check it. I mean, there's so many books on Kickstarter too. Like we, I know somebody did hit me up and ask me why we do a Kickstarter competition or category. There's just too many. Oh yeah. Uh, there, there's so many. Yeah. There's no way we'd be able to do enough justice, but that's why the focus army spoke loudly and uh, for the reviews this year and definitely made their voice heard. And that's how they made the ballot. So that's why we say we got so much going on. You definitely want to make sure you cast your votes by December 21st. Once the 21st hits, the ballot is shut off. We tally them up. Creators are known. And then we come back here on a very special edition of Turn a Page, January 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we start handing out the trophies. And yes, I did say trophies. Yes. Uh, so. Maybe we'll leak we'll leak that out on social media this week. I don't know. We we have to we have to get clearance from the powers that be. So if you want your favorite creator to get one, you want your favorite team to get one, this is the time to make your voice heard, make it be known, and definitely hit that smash button and subscribe to Nerd Initiative and make sure you're not missing any minute of the cheersies when we debut on January second. I might dress up for that one. You know, I got these green walls. Maybe I'll do a green screen. Maybe I'll get really into it. I don't know. Let's have fun with this. I say I I, I probably won't dress up just because of reasons, but I will explain off air. Um, <laughs> but I will just say this. I, I, I'm not doubting Tom is coming in with like a, a tuxedo shirt. I might have like sort. a top hat or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll think of something for it. We'll We're going to expect something. Tom to do a musical number. There's always a musical number at an award show. Oh, God. Yeah. He'll pre-tape it. We'll just do that. <laughs> it'll be it'll be the crawl. Yes, it'd, it'd be like it'd be like the James Bond movies. You'd just see him at the comic shop, like just doing like the waves behind him, just all behind him. Like he pulls around the comic book, wham! He knows people he could he could do this with. All right, we're playing that bug. I know. I'm Tom fully expecting it now. Yeah, we're we're gonna make this happen. Ah, uh, I know Brad from yes. All day, go to jail. He's like, yeah, you could do a penguin suit. I believe that too. I so believe that. I'm yeah. 
I, like I say, it's going to be a fun night, so you definitely want to make sure you're smashing the subscribe button for Nerd Initiative and hitting the likes, hitting the shares. Definitely make sure the you know people are knowing about this because we want to make sure that all the creators know about this, they can tune in, and just it's our way of saying thank you to them. And yes. that's the biggest way to say. Um, obviously, before we get out of here, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. There is a lot of great books at the shop. Matt, what are you looking to pick up? Oh, man. Go ahead. You know what? There's a 50th anniversary issue out tomorrow of uh, Howard the Duck. And a lot of good writers, such as a uh, friend of our show, Daniel Kibblesmith, uh, Chip Zdarsky, got his hands on it, Joe Kionis. They uh, kind of wrote three different kind of stories that overarch in one big ultimate story because it's 50 years of Howard the Duck. Uh, I wasn't expecting to have as much fun as I did. Um, go and check that out. Just check it out. Pick that up. That one's going to be on a pull list of mine just because Howard the Duck's a silly character. And I love that movie still lives rent free in my head. So anything that's Howard the Duck, I'm picking up. And uh, yeah, I don't remember. That's that's the big one for me. I'm going to be picking up this week, but there's so many good ones like Schlub issue number four. That's yeah. going to be coming out. Uh, that's been a fun ride. And those are the two big ones that I'll be picking up. I got three this week at least. Um, so kicking off for me uh, from DC Comics. Alan, or no, actually, we'll start with Local Man number one. Or no, Local Man number seven. This has been a fun series. And if you haven't read Local Man by Image Comics, you need to start picking this up. Uh, Tony Fleek's uh, Tim Seeley. Absolutely amazing story. Uh, kind of, if you grew up in the 90s era of Image Comics, like Youngblood, Shadowhawk, Cyberforce, there's a little kind of like where are they now kind of vibe to this. And I love the Fall from Grace story that's going on with Crossjack, aka Jack Xavier, and what happens when he goes home. And there's reasons behind this. There's a lot of going on with the second arc that you definitely don't want to miss. The first arc is absolutely incredible. And you definitely don't want to miss what's happening in these pages for them. Next up, though, going from Image to DC Comics. And this is one that uh, I think is just a series everybody needs to check out and really start making some noise about. And that is Alan Scott, The Green Lantern, mm -hmm. number two. This is a phenomenal series. Uh, Tim Sheridan uh, is writing this and just absolutely amazing arc by C.N. Tommy. This is a book that, like I say, it's going to take you on an emotional roller coaster. It's definitely one of the, like, it's just going to hit you, like, you know, in all, like, just con conceptually emotions, like I say, it is just some of, su like, such a great story, too. And if you haven't checked out issue number one, go pick it up. Like I say, there's a great cause behind it as well. So I will be screaming about this one. I'm going to be covering it the entire run uh, of it because it's only six issues, but definitely well worth picking up at the shops. Last but not least, coming out from Boom Studios. Oh, something yeah. is killing the children. I number that was coming. You know, it's a good problem to have because you know what? This is why we always say you check Nerd Initiative on Wednesdays and you can see the lineup coming out. Look at that. You learn something new every day, folks. Yes. But this book, obviously, as we touched upon, 34 was the perfect setup. 35, I, I don't even want to fathom what's going to go down between Erica and Cutter. I, it's going to get emotional. It's going to get high stakes. It's going to be absolutely wild. And it's going to be one that you definitely want to go check out the reviews for. And if you head over to nerdinitiative.com, you can already see some reviews up right now for some DC comics and some comiXology originals, but it all officially kicks off on Wednesday, 9 a.m. on Eastern standard time at nerdinitiative.com reviews dropping every hour on the hour from the nerd initiative. Yes. Bullpen. 
We got a stacked lineup this week uh, from all your favorite publishers as well. And you definitely want to make sure you check out all these books. Go to the comic shops. Go pick them up. And obviously, mention about the Cheersies ballots to your comic shop as well. Because we definitely want to get as many fans involved with this voting as possible. So, Matt, before we get out of here, why don't you tell everybody how to find you and everything going on with Hops Geeks News. Yes, sir. We are Hops Geek News. Lauren and I, uh, who's another writer for, you know, writing reviews of the Nerd Nisha bullpen. Every week we are coming at you. We like to talk about comic books, movies, TV shows. We do a beer of the week because uh, we are craft beer enthusiasts as well. We just did a Home Alone episode last week. This week we're going to be doing like Christmas time monsters. We like to do our themed episodes and then uh, our 200th episodes coming up soon where we are going to be doing like a comic book draft of 2023, if you will. And then uh, we're going to do like a Christmas special. I don't know. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we've been doing a lot of cool things. So give us a follow. Check us out. If you like what's happening here in our initiative and listen to my voice go on, then I think you're going to love what we're doing over at Hops Geek News. Absolutely. And if you want to find out what I'm doing, simple click on the QR code that's going to be popping up because we love our QR codes here at Nerd Initiative. And head on over to odphpodcast.com. You can check out all the stuff that we have going on there. A lot of reviews, a lot of YouTube, a lot of Patreon, a lot of T Public, just a lot of stuff in general, too. And if you're heading over there, you definitely want to click on the link for Nerd Initiative YouTube so you don't miss Wrestling Night Live every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Because obviously... This week, there's a lot going on in the land of pro wrestling involving one CM Punk, which rest assured, Rich and myself will have a lot to say about the week that was in the land of pro wrestling. So you definitely want to make sure you hit that subscribe button, you hit the like, you hit the share, and boom, join the conversation because we have a lot to discuss on Nerd Initiative each and every week because 2023 is coming to a close. A lot of big things happening there, but 2024... There's a few things in the works that we are not allowed to discuss at this moment. But that's why you want to hit that subscribe. That's why you hit that contact. That's why you want to sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss any of the amazing content that's coming your way in 2024 from the home of pop culture positivity. So that being said, Matt, you know what we always say when we leave Turn a Page, when you're at a comic shop and you have an amazing issue in your hand, the one that was probably nominated for a cheersy this year. And you see somebody struggling to pick up an issue. Hand yours off to him. Tell him to turn a page. We'll see you next week.